Welcome to the Gatecast. Presented by Alan and Mike. Lucy, I'm home. I am not Lucy. Oh, you're right. We'll just upload a computer virus into the mothership. I was going to do my living room like this. is that anyone attempting to leave them out should be shot on sight. Hello, good evening and welcome to Gatecast episode 258. 59. I knew I wasn't sure on that. Nine. Okay. And it's just us tonight. Yep, hello everybody. We were going to have a guest, unfortunately it fell through. Never mind, we've got a fantastic episode coming up. Stargate SG-1, Bounty. Indeed. Yes. If you like your Daisy Dukes, your pigtails, your cornstalks, your guns, <laughs> high school reunions, you can't go wrong. Well, I wonder if the season five Atlantis episode harkens back to this to some extent. I imagine it's a lot easier to film stuff set on Earth with an external location than it is to have to create alien worlds and spaceships and so on. Well, normally they create alien worlds by just altering the colour timing of the camera. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, look, (laughs) what strange foliage those trees have. Quite. Did my marathon thing again on the weekend. Ah, Babylon 5 then. How many episodes? Oh, all of them. 22. Is that season 2, was it? Yeah, not just me, obviously. And I noticed a couple of things. The CGI holds up fairly well on what's basically about a three-meter screen. But there's issues with scale. You just don't get an idea, knowing the size that the thing is, that it's shrinking fast enough. And there's a spinny bit at the end. Obviously, it's designed for like maybe a 40 centimeter screen at most, mid-90s. You wouldn't get much over 32-inch, would you? No, you'd be just hitting 28, 32-inch, just the introduction of widescreen. Yeah. 32-inch widescreen then, that was serious money. <laughs> serious weight as well. Yeah, I remember. The one I bought... Not long after I moved. Actually, yeah, that was about 99. I got a 32-inch widescreen. And it took three of us to lift it onto the stand because <laughs> it weighed 100 kilos. Yeah, now you pick up your 32-inch LCD. Catch! <laughs> so you didn't watch Ergo then, the review? No. Did you get that I was aiming for a William Shatner type thing there? <laughs> Thought to a bit more Vader... <laughs> special edition no (laughs) no i was going with can (laughs) i still say cumberbatch can't hold a candle to ricardo montalban just a far 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 better villain he's just not impressive is he no he's too pretty nine out of ten women have asked think he is yeah well that's women for you yeah he's unusual he's slightly different you know but did you hear about sherlock what's that there were specific sort of Sherlock-type convention, but to guarantee an autograph with Cumberbatch, you had to get the Platinum-level ticket, which are 495 sterling. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people were complaining about basically gouging fans. That's a lot of money, that is. For that sort of money, you want to sit down and have a meal with them. That's what people have been saying. You know, you're paying out that kind of money, you want, like, a one-on-one half-hour chat and a cup of coffee with them type of thing. Yeah. I mean, I paid £50 plus £5 PayPal, but for that, I got four hours on a pub crawl with Pat Coleman and Claudia Christian. Money well spent. Absolutely. (laughs) It was the last actual major drinking session I had before I quit. Never going to be any better. Nope. (laughs) Experience Dune like never before. The Dune Saga Podcast with David, Scott, and Jim lead you chronologically through the novels of Frank Herbert, Brian Herbert, and Kevin J. Anderson. Relive your favorite moments, join in the conversations, and let the spice expand your universe. The Dune Saga Podcast. Ride the sandworm to dunesagapodcast.com or to iTunes for more information. Best thing I can say about the Dune Saga podcast, I've never read the books, but the podcast is absolutely fantastic. I can only imagine what you'd get out of it if you're familiar with the actual published novels. 
Give it a go. Do you have a language preference, Mike? Whatever takes your fancy. Okay. Okay, then. Region 2 DVD, set to 0000, black screen. Ready when you are. Sake of being different. Three, two, one. Sakey. And straight into action. Yep. Oh. Just Mitchell. <laughs> Just me. <laughs> you kind of going, why is he on his own? I'm in. And drew the short straw. It's always good, then never put any guards on these ring devices. I would have somebody like Scotty, who's always in the transport room, or Miles O'Brien. Maybe everybody's dead, Dave. <laughs> what the hell? They look like blankets. Futuristic sci-fi bags. Maybe pillow pieces. Ooh, that's a... Oh! Intel looks good. We got ourselves a space train full of evil Orville Redenbacher. Roger that. Which I had to look up. It's actually a brand of popcorn. Oh. So that's why there's just him. Yeah. One for each of them. I guess a man that didn't want to be crouched down there in case certain uniform pants decided to slip in a direction that... Oh, that's not good. Oh, oh, what's that? They're scanning us. Let's make this quick. They didn't bother with a CGI effect there. They just used simple laser light in the ceiling. Yeah. Simple practical effect. I'm done. As am I. <laughs> now that's a big LED display. Come on, seriously. Small explosive, big display. Uh-oh. Now couldn't you have blocked it or locked it out until you actually needed it? Damn, everyone else is on board. Time to get out of there. It is a bit of, a bit of tension. Raise the stakes a bit. Mm. Doesn't that sound like someone blowing a raspberry? <laughs> Negative, there's not enough time. I'm sorry, Alien should have futuristic weapons. Cam, if you can get to the platform, we can ring you out from here. Not like they should be doing a drive-by in Los Angeles. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta time this right. <laughs> he only lived once, Cameron. Oh, screw it. Yeah, those rings seem remarkably non-penetrable by bullets, unless, of course, SG-1 want them to be. You'd think it'd be some sort of electromagnetic field. We got him, let's go! Sorry mate, but I hope your employee life insurance is up to date. <laughs> now, why, pray tell, did it blow up the towing ship as well? It was towing it by some sort of tractor beam, so perhaps energy kind of backwashed. Uh-oh. Baton. Vash in. This is his second time on the show. Timothy Paul Perez. Nitan Eric Steinberg. Another transport has been hit near Roland. Roland? Really? Roland? But the place they're in is called Roland. I mean, why not just call it McKay and be done with it? Yeah, I realise it's Rodney Roland and my brain just made a weird connection. <laughs> this isn't about Casa. Ooh. Ooh. This is about them trying to make me look weak. And doing a bloody good job of it as well. I can't allow them to interfere with our operations any longer. Dun dun dun. <laughs> As of this moment, I'm placing a bounty on their heads. I don't know. Just kill them yourself, not just put a price on them. Somebody else do it for you. Okay then. Bounty, season 10, episode 15 of Stargate SG-1. Gatecast, episode 259. This episode was directed by Peter DeLuise and written by Damien Kindler. At its world premiere in the UK, February the 6th, 2007, the Canadians watched it May the 10th and the Americans May the 11th. Germany got it September the 12th, Sweden November the 21st, and Japan January the 27th, 2009. Quite a few shows with episodes of the same name. The A-Team, Law and Order, Star Trek Enterprise, Legend of the Seeker, Walker Texas Ranger, NCIS LA, Clone Wars, and Blake 7. Ooh, I figured there'd be a good few. <laughs> yeah, it didn't really come as a big surprise that there were plenty of episodes that used the title. And we're back.
That's it, men. Keep walking. Yeah, we know you can see the camera. Pretend we're not here. Left, right, left, right. Oh, oh damn. Another mission successfully completed. <laughs> yeah, it was. I don't think he wants to talk to her. Break from routine. The answer is no. You don't know what I'm going to ask you. Oh, yes, I do. Walk faster. I have a better idea of what you're facing than you might think I've done research. Uh, they look rather snug BDUs, don't they? Mm. <laughs> on, on Claudia. With a common bond in the past, but nothing really in common in the present. Everybody evaluates each other's lot in life generally by virtue of a combination of material worth. That sounds mm -hmm. about right for the human condition. Life. <laughs> Let me go as your date. No. Please, no, it'll be no, fun, it, I promise. It is a high school reunion, not some swank party. Besides, you will be bored out of your mind. Don't you dare talk to me about boredom. They don't let her out much. Even a high school reunion sounds like fun. To steal you in. <laughs> yeah. oh, yes, me? I have absolutely nothing to do. I think you were right. She hasn't stolen anything for ages. Kansas. Don't make me beg you. Yes, apologies to everybody that lives in Kansas. Well, it's obviously, I mean, come on. It's Kansas. It's just chock full of Wizard of Oz references. True. I look in the background. The guy's getting a massage by the blonde. My kind of party. Oh, sure, easy for you. You're presenting Chimera. It's practically a fully functioning Asgard hologram system. I get stuck with a plasma cannon that supposedly shorts out at the drop of a hat. Dr. Lee has some fans. Yeah. Hello, ladies. She is. She's massaging his shoulders in the back, isn't she? That blonde. <laughs> it's a huge window of opportunity. I think I'll mingle. You should, too. Oh. <laughs> She's feeling very yicky at the moment. They said they actually had to pay those two actresses as actresses and not extras because they had to give them direction. Yeah. I can't wait to meet your parents. Yeah, just don't embarrass me. Population 21,211. That's quite a large small town. And that looks like the Kent farm practically. It does look like Kansas, I'll give it that. Filmed in and around Ladna, suburb of Vancouver. I've got to tell you, Cam, Daryl called. Something about you helping set up tomorrow. I left the number on the counter. Oh. I better give him a call. I'll be right back. Oh, Cameron, what are you doing? No, no, <laughs> Do no. Do not no. leave Valor alone. <laughs> you mad fool. Cam says you work in payroll on the base. <laughs> yes, I'm very good with money. She What's likes money. Yes, and Cameron's so terrible with finances, so. Uh, well, then I take it that you two are quite, um. You know what? More than friends. It's a shame they couldn't have got the guy that played his dad in Fire Escape for this. Well, they did get his dad who played him in an earlier episode of SG-1. Well, I mean, at first it was just sex, sex, sex in all rooms of the house at all times of the day. Um. <laughs> That's my boy. <laughs> my daughter-in-law, Odie. <laughs> Claudia, that's my one. She's just wide. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> he's proud, isn't he? He doesn't know really what to say, but he's proud. More pie. Yeah. Pie. <laughs> Would you like whipped cream with it as well? Uh, no, I think we've had enough white and creamy stuff mentioned in this conversation. This is Daniel's time off. A little bit of research. He's looking seriously buff. This is a heritage hall, redressed as a library. They had to bring in their own books and bookcases. I'm just looking at Daniel's forearms and biceps. I think bloody hell. <laughs> Doing some research? Yes. Well, he's obviously got some interest here. Hmm. Jodie Thompson is playing this young woman, yeah. Canadian actress. Yeah. She's recently been in Motive, Sanctuary, Fringe, Smallville, Supernatural, and the 4400. Lots of shows that we've watched. Yep. It's okay. Maybe if we look together. No, it's okay. I'll, I'll ask at the inquiry desk. They probably haven't locked up in the rare items archive. Daniel. Daniel. What are you doing, Daniel? What? You mad fool, Daniel. <laughs> when research is more important. Oh, dear. These guys. No, to be fair, one of them's an actress. <laughs> really? Yeah. I'm only picking up three signals. One of them must be off-world. We'll find that one later. Oh! Jenny Cassidy and Brad Proctor are the two actors under the, all the makeup. Initiating hyperdrive! Oh, oh. <laughs> well, they didn't last long. Sorry, boys. Don't like competition. Oh, hello. Trouble. The spare bedroom's all made up. Hmm. All right, great. Where do you want me to sleep? Well, I thought that you two would. <laughs> this isn't the 60s, or the 50s even, I should say. No, Mom, that's okay. It's all right, dear. I'm not as old-fashioned as you think. 
What? You know, I think Cam sometimes finds it convenient to forget that I grew up in the 60s. I could tell you some stories. Not mom, no! <laughs> <laughs> Your mother had a life before she got married, mate. Okay. I like your mother. Yeah, dear me. Uh, I'll be on the couch. Your loss. <laughs> it really <laughs> is. Seriously, Cam, are you broken in some fundamental way? This whole episode is the men turning down the women for some strange reasons. Except for Dilk, of course. He just went home. The reformation of our government cannot occur without the help. Wait, brother. Spidey senses tingling. Whoa. Holy crap! <laughs> they missed. <laughs> I don't know. Fire lower. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it went all over the reds. Are you injured? No. Nice to see Shara, played by Noah Danby. Of course, he's currently in defiance. Oh, I didn't even notice that. That's a flesh wound. Did you even feel it? I feel no pain. <laughs> and this is the Red Rock Quarry. Where would a sci-fi show be without a quarry nearby? Mm. The men guarding the gate report no activity. It is possible whoever attacked us left by cloaked cargo ship. Or perhaps they are still here waiting for the opportunity to finish the job. Put out word that I indeed survived the attack, but that I am gravely injured. Mm. <laughs> of course, nobody actually saw you walking back into the camp. Perfectly healthy. So, so this is our Mr. Armstrong. He walks into the yeah. classroom. Hello. Hey! <laughs> okay, they're not cut-offs, but they do. They'll work. <laughs> that's not a skirt, that's a belt. Just point out, she had a baby not that long ago. Really? Whoa. <laughs> and then what happened? Yes, yeah, so the uh, the hard work for the prank. I mean, we had to take the car back out and put it together again, but... <laughs> oh, if I understand you correctly, you had to... Completely disassemble and then reassemble this automobile not once but twice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess, yeah. <laughs> you know what? It does remind me of an incident from my own youth. Mm -hmm. uh, a trader came through my village with a crate. The co Ow! Hey, you what? <laughs> What's he doing to her? Hmm. I don't think she had that much flesh on her back that you could pinch. Or did he? <laughs> what? That is. I know. She's coming over here. Why are you whispering like that? What's going on? Oh, Mrs. DeLuise. Hmm. Anne Marie. Oh! <laughs> oh, suave and smooth Cameron. Yeah, well, that's one way of putting it. Rings a bell. I just saw you over here and I thought I'd say hi. Been a long time. Uh, ten years? <laughs> that looks like longer than ten years. I'm sorry. If it was a ten year high school reunion, they should be in the late 20s. They're not. That's a good point. Or have I got that number from somewhere else? Gotta be 20. And Father Valderan. I'm Cameron's date. Right. Because she looks at least 37. I think they were talking about that on the commentary. I think one of them said he missed his 10-year reunion. Maybe it's 15. 15 might be believable is a bit of a stretch. Okay, I'm going to go help now. I'll see you tonight. Yeah, I'll, I'll be here. <laughs> Once you're back in high school, you've been being a teenager all over again. No, I really don't. You need maybe. <laughs> Oh, 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 that's not fair. That's not. You wonder with Valor sometimes if she knows exactly what she's doing. Of course she knows. If she doesn't bother you, but he does. Daryl. Yes. What do people do around here for fun? Let me show you. Uh, poor Daryl. Meanwhile, away from the fun and games at the high school reunion, Daniel is in a library doing research like a good boy. There's nothing quite like the creak of leather as a woman sits down. Hello again. Hello. I've been watching you really enjoy this kind of work, don't you? You've been watching me? Well, I thought you were both. Wow, <laughs> she's laying this on. <laughs> Daniel's looking around. You took it to me. Where's the camera? <laughs> oh, come on. This is Daniel Chag everything in sight two weeks after my wife's dead, Jackson. <laughs> Why is this surprising him? I was thinking we could get out of here, go somewhere. Together. Alone. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Look at it. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Uh, you know, I'm not really the most impulsive person. Flattering as your offer is, 
I'm gonna have to say no. Hey. Have it your way. Ooh. Oh. Oh. How valuable was that book? Was that not the laptop he picked up? I thought that was a big tome. No, the big tome were underneath. Stop or I start killing people. Well, that's not very nice. <laughs> Alien bounty hunter in heels. <laughs> that's what we want. <laughs> nope. How will he get out of this? Good. You should have taken my first offer, Dr. Jackson. It would have been far less painful. No! <laughs> that's out. Look left, look right. But seriously, how often do buses kill people in America? Quite a lot, if you watch TV and movies. <laughs> she was human, but not from Earth. Weapons were based on Gaul design. We need to figure out how she got here. Well, my guess would be a cloaked cargo ship. So we've got an invisible hunk of alien technology sitting out in a field somewhere. <laughs> Look at what Walter. Is he doing a crossword puzzle? <laughs> hey, Walter. Well, yeah, he's sitting in front of the control panel. Doing a crossword puzzle. Well, well, he's doing something. Or pretending he's working, doing a checklist of some description. Well, there was a guy in a yellow helmet walking on the gate, so maybe he's checking that. Yeah, but I wouldn't want that job unless the gate is physically shut down. Scientific reality. This one, in particular, has remained elusive. A ray gun. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the future. <laughs> yeah, this is Dr. Lee, after all. <laughs> the screen's still on. It's not humming, but the blue light which came on when he turned it on is still on. Surely if he tore it, that should have gone out. Say that again, sir. I just wanted to fill you in, Colonel. Walter, the switchboard operator. Sorry, sir. His cell's barely coming through. Hang on a second. <laughs> this is what they do for fun in Kansas. You got a cell phone that works? No, uh, no one does. Two cell repeaters went down after last one's twister. The phone company hasn't put up new ones yet. Uh, Daryl's not very good, is he? <laughs> Everything's good here, sir. Uh, however, if there is call, we can come back right away. Not necessary, son. Sounds like you two are having a hell of a time. Oh, yeah, me and Daisy, we're living large. Daisy, nice. So when he was telling Valor, would you like to see my weapon? Yeah. She thought he meant a gun. Tell me about this girl back at the school. Who, Amy? Yeah. Oh, Cam always had a thing for her. Really? Guy could have had any girl he wanted in the whole school, but every time she walked by, he starts stammering like an idiot. No. <laughs> yeah. Do they ever? Nah. <laughs> she ended up marrying some corporate dude and moving to Texas. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> Tell her the truth. She is armed. <laughs> Very Clark Kent and Lana Lang, isn't yeah. it, when you think about it? What department you say you're working again? Accounts. Receivable. Damn, every time. <laughs> the Air Force's deep space telemetry program, as well as senior consultant for applied technologies. I do like the guy in the front row with his red afro. A change fro. Right, this assassin, Rob Boyce, also a stuntman. Poor Dr. Lee in last week's Arrow, though. <laughs> yeah, the Flash. Or uh, the Flash, rather. Slightly crispy fried. <laughs> the erroneous charge that the Air Force was covering up the existence of alien life in our galaxy. Ah, yeah, the, uh, the Thor clone. This reminds me of that last original series Trek movie. Yeah, on this good country. I am, of course, speaking of the Chimera Optics Projection System. As you'll soon see, further research and development has provided longer range, better verisimilitude, and... You don't really need to be a good assassin to be able to hit a target from this range. <laughs> what the hell was that? Someone just took a shot at me. <laughs> Never. Hmm. Just keep firing. Put it onto full auto and just go for it. There. Holy crap. We need to get the X699 working now. Try bypassing the main power coupling. You might get one shot off before it short circuits. <laughs> We've got 10 seconds to get it working. Is that a Nakoda reactor on it? It does look like it, doesn't it? There's <laughs> a lot of energy in it. <laughs> Oh, he was meant to fall off the balcony. Unfortunately, budget and time meant they couldn't do that stunt. 
Well, realistically, why would he fall off the balcony if he shot a vat? Like, you'd hit him, surely he'd go backwards. Well, there may not be any momentum with the energy blast. You know, just like a stun setting, isn't it? You just fall forward. You know, I think it was Mythbusters that shot people or dummies with rounds, and it doesn't give you any real momentum. Come on now. If I was an assassin, I'd be a little bit suspicious that my target was left all alone in a tent, in a camp, with no guards. Seriously. Yep. Kill him with a knife. What? These assassins are not very good. He's Jafar. Necessarily. I do not believe so. Yeah, just rub the thing off. <laughs> you think he'd have at least gotten a temporary tattoo? This is Bill Martin, known as Big Bad Billy on set. Works on video playback for the show. Also a DJ in his spare time, so they got him to bring his own kit in. Huh, save money. Yeah. servant to a weapon smuggler named Ferenz. After I killed him and won my freedom, I considered my education more or less complete. Okay. <laughs> well, it was sure nice to meet you. I like this Jackie character, played by Jackie Blackmore. <laughs> right. An interesting childhood Bella had. She's now erasing that from my memory. Just keep your eye on this. She has some of the most wonderful expressions on her face <laughs> when everything kicks off. Smile. Now, question. Is that the same dress that Sam was wearing. Uh, I think Pardia fills it rather better. <laughs> uh, the smug guy. Oh, whoa! He deserved it. Oh, hello. Oh, God! Oh, God, please don't hurt me! <laughs> Is that Tenat? Cam Mitchell, bounty hunter. Could be. Could be the same alien. Did he kill him? Well, it looked a pretty high energy weapon for a stun setting. Probably did. Mm. Handy. <laughs> that. <laughs> so you got like 11 different policies you can buy. You got your basic four, of course. House, fire, boat, car. Wait, let me get this straight. He buys one of your policies and names me as his beneficiary. Mm -hmm. I would collect all of the money in the event of his untimely death. You got it. Tell me more. Anybody that's read the Discworld will, will understand this scene as <laughs> insurance is explained to the natives. <laughs> well, let's not forget underground sound of reflected spirits. Always been my favourite pun. Can I help you? As a matter of fact, you can. Oh, he's back. He kind of reminds me of RDA. Yeah, so. I can see that. Oh, my God, that's an uppercut. Yeah. <laughs> Mike Dopu is playing Odai Ventrell. Actor and stuntman, but very much an actor these days. You'll see him in all sorts. Strange Empire, Cedar Cove, Continuum, Arctic Air. So presumably the alcohol's put beside the punch. Well, I'm sure they're allowed to serve alcohol. They are of age, after all. Yeah, but why not just have the alcohol in the punch? Well, if you've got alcohol, why would you bother even drinking the punch? Mm. Vala is over there plotting my death with Gary Walesco. <laughs> well, she seems nice. You two make a good couple. Oh, no, we don't. <laughs> she, uh... <laughs> well, she's just a friend. Uh... How do you explain Bala? In less than about two hours? <laughs> In Maui with his girlfriend, most likely. Ted and I got divorced about a year and a half ago. I moved back to Topeka last year. I'm sorry to hear that. Oh, don't be. Oh, that's all right, then. <laughs> good settlement. Probably not very good if you came back to Kansas. I'm just saying. Are you kidding? Now, this is where... They both realised and liked each other. Never asked each other out. No. Yes, yes. I, look, I had your entire schedule memorised. I'd be in the right place when I got out of class. And that sounds creepy now that I say it out loud. <laughs> How come you never said anything? I was 16. I was 16 and, and, and you were always hooked up with some other guy. And by that, do you mean that she went through the uh, high school boys alphabetically? God, I can't believe I just told you that. <laughs> okay, now it's my turn. I saw every football game you ever played in. 
I can name every class we shared together. I even broke up with Bobby Haversham, hoping that you would ask me out to the senior prom. But you never did. I guess you could say I haven't quite forgiven you for that. He's making his move, and the phone rings. You were a star football player, yeah. Cameron. That normally means you get the hot kick. Yep. At least according to every American TV hardcore show I've ever seen in my life. Yep. Mitchell, hello? General Hello? I, I suppose this is a problem if you live in Tornado Alley. Yep. Uh, I'll be right back. You, you do not move from this spot. Sir. Oh, you're onto a good thing there if she's taking orders. <laughs> you're halfway there. <laughs> Phil? <laughs> There's a belief that there was lots of references to Groundhog Day in this. Talk about insurance and Phil. Working out, huh? So, how's Nancy? <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, mate. Does that mean you could actually feel the alien body? Possibly. I'm sorry, sir. Say that again. Carter and Teal, what? Your life may be in danger. We need you to get back here as soon as possible. Sir, this is impossible. I'm going to try to find a hard line. Matrix reference? No, I suppose not. Precedes, doesn't it? No, Matrix from 99. Yeah. And there we see the Peter DeLuise and Damien Kinder flyers on the trophy cabinet. <laughs> that is having a good laugh at the photos. <laughs> That's the only reason to put up there after all. When is this filmed? Uh, 2007. So yeah, 20 years. Because that science said class of 1987. Ah, there you go then. Even more posters from Peter and Damien. He's being very busy, this guy is. Yeah. You've got to admire him. Good, strong work ethic. Why doesn't he just find the principal's office? Oh. You've got to admire him. Good, strong work ethic. Why doesn't he just find the... Why would he want the principal's office? Because it was... Not him. Cameron. I presume the principal's office. Oh, he's looking for a landlord. Yeah. Buffett isn't the prettiest girl at the party. Hi. Hi. Have you seen Mitchell? I can't find him anywhere. Mitchell? Wow, you, you two are on a last name basis, huh? Uh, I think I saw him talking to uh, Amy Vandenberg. Oh, the yeah. one from... Yeah, I think they slunk off together. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you, uh... Gotta admire Daryl. Yeah. You know, he's figured out now that Cameron and Valor aren't an item, so... <laughs> yeah. Yes. Daryl Grimes is played by David Lovegren. Another Canadian actor. Appeared twice in SG1 and once in Atlantis. Also appeared on Supernatural, Smallville, Andromeda in Intelligence. Just the man I've been looking for. Hello. <laughs> My, what a big gun you have. We didn't go to school together, did we? Name's Ventrell. I'm here to collect the price on your head. They're going to extremes gun-wise. You had Sam with that BFG. You had the female bounty hunter with the Tok'ra kind of little finger gun. Clever. This is Mitchell requesting assistance. Repeat, requesting assistance. My voice is way deeper than that. Funny. See, I'm after the big prize. Hmm? Yes. All of SG-1. Who do you think they'll send after they hear that? Why don't you just take me? Tilk's not even on the planet. Oh, they'll be here. In the meantime, all you have to do is keep quiet and no one gets hurt. He's got this planned out well. Oh, <laughs> At least not yet. Frankly, if it was choice of my high school class and my life, sure. <laughs> most of them, frankly, I'd be quite happy to see Dad. I'd even pay him a venti. I never liked him anyway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> During our last mission, we were hit by what we thought was a scanning beam. Turns out it was a little more sophisticated than that. We were tagged. We're all emitting low levels of a particularly exotic form of radiation. If none of them had left... I love Daniel's reaction to that. What? none of them had left the base, though, that yeah. radiation would have worn off and you wouldn't have been able to track them anyway. It's a plot device, Michael. <laughs> Come on, we've let them get... Hello. <laughs> I'd go for that. It's a lot of flesh on display. You know what? I think Mitchell is crazy for ditching me. You would... Daryl, you... Whoa. That's popping out almost. <laughs> not even that. Look at those legs. Yeah, you would not be slapped if you rested your hand on her thigh right there. That's just... <laughs> Go on, Daryl. Go for it, mate. I'm, I mean, to the kind of guy that would be intimidated by a woman who is successful. 
and brilliant like you are. <laughs> Take that hole, Daryl. Just you know get what? a shovel and keep going. <laughs> I'm not one of those guys. Hello. <laughs> Daryl. Mm-hmm. There's something I think I'm supposed to tell you now. You're a dude? What? I'm married. Oh, you're kidding. Ooh. <laughs> something I don't like to talk about much. I like this guy, though. He's a religious zealot bent on total domination of every human being in this galaxy. Well, that could be a problem, then. So you're separate? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he takes it so well. He didn't even wince. You're separated. Still a chance, then. <laughs> you got it. My God loves a fire. <laughs> you okay? No, there's something I've got to tell you. This is my life partner. Fine. Big fibber, Cameron. Who's your friend? Odai Ventrell, at your service. Hello. I'm a friend of the Colonel's. Oh, smooth. Does he even know he's a Colonel? I imagine it's no secret that small-time boy became a Colonel in the US Air Force. Colonel's a pretty high rank. Now, this music was written by Joel Goldsmith. They didn't license music, too expensive. Mm-hmm. Funny enough, they did in SGU. Quite a lot of it, come to think yeah. about it. But you see, the thing is, when SGU came out, they licensed the music with the knowledge that they'd be releasing DVDs and so on. So they paid for it that way. It's the problem with a lot of these older shows. You can't release them because when they licensed it, they licensed it for broadcast only in the RIA or share on money-grabbing words I won't say because you'll have to bleep them out. Now that we're older and hopefully wiser, we can say how we really feel. There's none of that awful tension that used to hang in the air when we were young. Yeah, I'm glad that's gone. Yeah, replaced by a totally different sort of tension. Oh, Valor recognises him anyway. Must be. <laughs> steady, boy, steady. Oh, I like this. Huh? Mm. Oh, shut up. Must be very, very well known. Yeah. That's Odai Ventrell in there. Who? No. <laughs> Bounty Hunter. He's obviously here looking for me. Okay, no more liquor for you tonight, all right? What? Oh, don't be ridiculous. That stuff barely affects me. Have you got any weapons on you? No. Oh, whoa, man. <laughs> I don't keep it there. Then we'll have to improvise. He's still not quite sure if this is a good or bad thing, but he's going to go along with it. Cam's looking a bit distracted. She's starting to get a bit ticked off, understandably. Yeah. Why are you ignoring me? If you don't want to dance with me, just tell me. It's complicated. Yeah, you think? You don't have to say anything else. I get the message, Valor, right? <laughs> no, actually. <laughs> That's not the conclusion I'd leap to. It's not what you think. It never is. Men. I need you to slap me and get out of here. Dave, the man, Nelson, it's Daryl! How you doing, man? <laughs> God bless him. Get the hell out of here. Oh, what, I, I'm going to listen to you? Huh? Making time with another girl? Leaving your day high and dry? Well, thank God I stepped up, huh, Dave? Thank God. Ow! 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 Ooh. Crunch, crunch, crunch. Dave, you've changed, dude. Oh. oh! I know Dowell is trying to impress Valor and help out his mate, but above and beyond. Behind you. <laughs> oh. oh, five seconds too late. Oh! Holy crap! Well, maybe the shield gives him enhanced strength as well. God bless the stunt woman who did that, because that looked brutal. Oh, versatile thing, isn't it? It is, isn't it? Yeah. Your attention, please. Exiting this room is now impossible. Every door has been magnetically sealed shut. Can we have some blood pouring down now and the whole place is on fire? It's a MacGuffin. Yeah, that rather assumes the doors aren't made of wood. Well, as Jack would say, everything's magnets. You can you can see Jack in the background, freaking out. Thanks to your little stunt, now I start killing people. You don't have to do this. First rule of hostage taking, always back up your threats. You don't have to. So who's it gonna be? We know you enjoy it. The troublemaker? <laughs> Somebody you didn't like. <laughs> Poor Daryl. Hmm. This'll be a night he'll never forget. Oh, Ventrell, you always were such a coward. 
guess we'll start with you. <laughs> That's not the way. Oh, they are. SG1. Once all the hostages have been released, we are willing to beam in. Negative. You and SG1 beam in first, unarmed, and then I'll let everyone go. Come on, this is going too easy. Convenient circle on the floor as well. Over there, please. Hey, the guy is nothing if not polite. Colonel Mitchell, Vala, would you mind joining the others? Yes, Vala. Take those boobs away from here. Turn around. So what's your endgame, Ventrell? You know we're not just going to let you walk out of here. Never planned on it. It's all very well and good the bad guy's having a plan, but has it got a capital P? <laughs> <laughs> He's missing all the fun. Okay, poor Jackie. Where'd they go? Where'd who go? <laughs> Hello. Yep. <laughs> Surprise. Hello. It's okay. You're all safe now. Yeah, but what happened to Vala? What a guy. Uh, the holographic technology that Simon's been working on. Vala. What are you done with Vala? You knew there was something wrong with that woman. <laughs> Poor Jackie. How did you do that? Oh, allow me. Uh, cable ties. <laughs> Field several miles from here. We were on board trying to override the command code when it was remotely activated and flown onto the roof of the school. That's right. You brought us to you. <laughs> okay, not too much gloating, Bala. Yeah. It made it look like we'd beamed in. And you might have gotten away with it too if it wasn't for us meddling kids. <laughs> oh, no, we didn't. <laughs> How many sci fi shows have a Scooby Doo reference? <laughs> Payday waiting somewhere else. What are you talking about? Well, I've had some experience recently dealing with Lucian Alliance. I know for a fact that some of the ten seconds are starting to question his leadership. After this little fiasco, it's only going to get worse. Indeed. So they are going to let him go? Or did the SGC actually put a bounty on the tan? Yeah. There is blood in the water. The only question is which enterprising shark will be the first to take advantage of it. You know what? He could actually do it as well. Hmm. Ah, here we are. Oh, <laughs> trouble. Security on this ship isn't very good. What is Natan thinking at this moment? Oh, he's a big boy. Yep. <laughs> that looks a lot like the outfit that woman bounty hunter was wearing. Yeah. I wonder if there's a guild of some sort. Oh dear. Bye-bye, Nitan. It's been good knowing you. You saved my life. You'll be richly rewarded. I know I will. But not for saving you. Ah. <laughs> Thank you. Bala, mm -hmm. you sure you don't want some pie for the road? I couldn't possibly. It's your favourite. Uh, Mrs. Mitchell is going to be eternally disappointed that you are not her daughter-in-law. Yeah. No woman is ever going to live up to <laughs> these few days with you. We miss our plane, so we probably should get moving. <laughs> Karen! Wife voice. We have to get moving. Go in the car! Oh! <laughs> get in the car, woman. I exaggerated the spiritual bond thing just a little. Yeah. Yeah, we got that. A little. Just a bit. <laughs> Hugs and kisses all around. Move it! So, no way is Cameron going to get the last word in there. Funnily enough, they said that scene looked like it was green screen, but actually we're shot on location. Hmm. John Lennick, the producer, and Jim Menard, the DP, were doing the commentaries for this episode. Initially disappointed, but did okay. They said Ben was a little nervous. After all, he was going to put a big smacker onto the wife of the director of the episode. Yeah. Well, I don't think he'd have agreed to direct it and have his wife in it if he wasn't okay with it. <laughs> I got the feeling that it was Peter DeLuise that was on the car horn that we hear in a, a minute or so. Hmm. Fine, you good thing. That man was trying to kill you. And your friends. Whatever it is you do, it's obviously dangerous. Uh, yeah. The travel expenses are fantastic, though. Has to be done. Oh, yeah. With great power comes great responsibility. I read that somewhere. And that's all I'm going to say about that. 
And there's also the NDA, which does preclude actually discussing it with somebody else who signed that NDA. You really do have to read the small print. It'll get you every time, especially when you're dealing with civilians. Military personnel, it's a different matter. Oh yeah, Houston, we're going in. Brace for impact. <laughs> you can hear Peter DeLuise in the background. Cool, cool. <laughs> you know, Colorado Springs, it's uh, it's not that far away. From Kansas? I don't know, is it? Colorado, how far is it from Kansas? Double check. Might think about taking a little trip. She's not as lively and as interesting as Valor, that's for sure. She's a nice girl. You don't have to defend yourself, mate. Nice. She's a cure for insomnia. Ooh. <laughs> Well, we can't all make the brilliant decisions you made. Huh. <laughs> How many times have you been married anyway? Legally? <laughs> hmm, well, it's hard to keep trying to see. The first one was a part of a band of traveling entertainers. He was a good cook, too. He couldn't make either. Uh, you know, forget it. Forget I asked. And there they'll go, drive off into the distance. A good high school reunion. Five hundred ninety-eight miles. Well, in terms of America, they're not that far. Nine hours, fourteen minutes to drive from Cheyenne Mountain to Kansas City, Kansas. Yeah, but there is airport nearby, so. Three hours, fifteen minutes by plane. There you go then. Google <laughs> kindly provides that option. <laughs> I just put directions from here to here. Right, lovely. And I'm helping provide more accurate data through Ingress Plane. And that was Bounty. I like that episode. That was fun. It was. Fantastic cast. Anything Valor heavy is good. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, you know, you get the feeling that it had lots of location work, expensive, some decent CGI, expensive, huge cast list, very expensive. They spent some money on that. Pitching. Yep. Like I say, we had uh, Anne-Marie Deloise, Amy Vandenberg, Mike Dopu, Eric Steinberg, Noah Danby, Jodie Thompson, all well-known actors in the genre field. Tiffany Timms was the blonde in the, the background doing the massage, and she's another actress you'll recognise. Frank and Wendy Mitchell, Ian Robinson, Maureen Thomas. Yeah, the list just goes on and on. All round, fantastic episode. One I can easily watch time and time again. Oh, well, this is probably what, three? Three what? Third time you've seen it this past week? Uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Whereas I've been, I've decided that since it's been sitting on the hard disk for ages to work my way through NCIS. The original. I'm currently on season four. The original, then. Yep. I like New Orleans. Don't like LA. I know fans of LA who don't like New Orleans. Come try ya! Peter DeLuise, who directed this episode, he directed 56 episodes of SG1. Please God, drives by. <laughs> Six episodes of Atlantis and seven episodes of SGU. Also directed four episodes of Sanctuary, 11 episodes of a show called Level Up, 13 episodes of R.L. Stein's The Haunting Hour. And eight episodes of Andromeda. Damien Kindler, who wrote the episode, he eventually wrote 16 episodes of SG1, three of Atlantis before going on to write for Sanctuary, 33 episodes plus the seven webisodes, 17 episodes of The Sci Factor, one episode of FX, the series, and four episodes of Sleepy Hollow, which he also produces. Mm, that's a lot. It's always rewarding to see Stargate people move on to regular series. Sometimes you think, well, what's Rob C. Cooper doing at the moment? But then again, thought, well, he probably earned quite a bit of money from SG1. <laughs> Do what he wants. <laughs> Jack? Daniel? Are you you? Yeah, you. What? I like the yellow ones. Never mind. Stargate birthdays for the upcoming week include on March 8th, Ivan R. Bartok, who spent a lot of his time on Stargate producing and directing the behind-the-scenes footage, most of which appears on the DVD and Blu-rays. He also directed many of the webisodes for Stargate Universe, and has gone on to produce and script coordinate. It was announced last week that he will be joining the currently produced sci-fi series Dark Matter as a consorting producer. On the 10th of March, it's the birthday of Yi Ji So, who appeared on Stargate SG-1 as a technician, and on Atlantis in two episodes as different size guys. He's also been in Smallville, and more recently Arrow and Motive. On the 12th of March, Rick Werther will be celebrating his birth. He played Kitano in the Stargate SG-1 episode The Warrior, but has made a bigger impact as a regular and with recurring guest spots on The Vampire Diaries, Battlestar Galactica, Supernatural, CSI and Heroes. Lots more birthdays to come, so keep your eye on our social media portals and website. 
always good to remember to recognise the contribution of not only the major stars, but all the guest stars, actors, extras and crew who made the Stargate franchise so successful. Thank you to everyone that made February one of the best months listener-wise we've had recently, but we're still not getting a lot of feedback, so feel free to get in touch if you want to add to our discussion of the current SG-1 and Atlantis episodes, or criticise. While Twitter is always a buzz with the good old email and even Facebook and Google Plus allow you to express your thoughts to a greater degree. We'll soon be putting up a schedule for the next batch of episodes, which will be, indeed, all Atlantis. SG-1 is coming to a close, and then it'll be up to Pegasus to keep us entertained, and hopefully in turn, we'll keep you entertained. Ah yeah, we'll also be uh, setting up the listener poll as well. Next week we're going to be looking at the Atlantis episode of the game, in which John and Rodney get lost in the state-of-the-art computer game, which turns out to be a little more realistic than they first thought. We hope you join us for that. If you want to get in touch with us, then you can do so via the contact form on our website, which is gatecast.co.uk, or via the old faithful email, gatecastpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Google+, and we are carried on iTunes and Stitcher Internet Radio. And all the links are included on our website. You'll also find the specific RSS feed, which carries every episode we have released, and that can be copied and manually added to a podcatcher. Right, let's wrap the show up. Come try ya! Okay then, next week's episode is Stargate Atlantis, the game. On the next Stargate Atlantis, a video game comes to life. You're saying this is a game. We didn't know there were real people on the other end. Now why don't you take them to your game room, show them what you two have been up to. And with Shepard and McKay fighting at the controls. You just had to cheat, didn't you? I did not cheat. This game is going to crash. A bomb? You actually built a bomb? He shot down our airship. Prepare the other bombs for delivery. We're trapped. Game over. Next time on Stargate Atlantis. I suppose you'll call it a, a Rodney and John episode. Oh, I don't know. Major Lauren always sort of reminds me of Lieutenant Kefler. Similar in style, but he appeared in more episodes. Yeah, well, Kefler was sort of forced on Straczynski by the studio, and he showed the gag reel from season two, and there's an announcement to Lieutenant Kefler. You're getting killed this episode. Please pick up your final paycheck. (laughs) Which isn't very fair to the actor, is it? Come on. (laughs) Not the actor's fault. (laughs) No, but, you know, JMS doesn't like people screwing with his vision. No. Sometimes, though, if you take the cash, you've got to do what your paymasters want. (laughs) Yep, okay then, folks. That was Bounty. Hope you enjoyed the episode. I know we did. Next week, the game. Hope you join us for that. If everything goes according to plan, <laughs> Mitter will be joining us for the second time. We're not having much luck with guests at the moment, though, so you never know. <laughs> oh, by the way, our illustrious, quite often co-host, Bradley, has got his own podcast out now. Yeah, I saw your post on that. said it were a bit random around three hours long. Like I said, that's episode zero. Yeah. You get a pass on episode zero. You get a pass <laughs> on season one, let's face it. Okay, then, folks. Hope you join us next week. Till then, I've been Mike. I've been Alan. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to The Gatecast, hosted by Alan and Mike. Join us at gatecast.co.uk. Stargate forever. Bye.